It's Wynn for breakfast, and on the line with us is Susie Bresney from the Merrimack River Watershed Council. And Susie, good morning to you. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure to have you here. And uh, is that a, uh, a a clipboard that you have right there? And uh, you've, you've got a pen and, and papers? Is that what I'm seeing? <laughs> Well, actually, this is a new age survey that we're conducting, so it's on the internet. <laughs> oh no! no. <laughs> oh no! That means that on a day like this, it's going to short out with all the water. <laughs> so, uh, so tell us about. We've had this uh, story on uh, a couple of times about a survey that's taking place. Tell us uh, what that's all about. What you're looking for? Sure. Yeah. So. Um, we're partnering with the Boston University School of Public Health, and we're conducting a survey to better understand how people use the Merrimack River for recreation. Um, some survey questions will consist of, you know, do you use the river for recreation to start? Um, if so, what activities do you do, like canoeing, kayaking, skiing, fishing? Um, where do you do them? How often and for how long? Um, and if you don't recreate on the Merrimack River, why not? Um, what would make it a better place for you to do that? Or is that something you're just not interested in? So is this survey, uh, since it's on the web, I guess it's available to anybody, isn't it? Yep, it is. Um, and we'd love anyone and everyone to take it. Um, the survey is available in English, Spanish, Portuguese, and soon will be available in Kamaya as well. In what? <laughs> Kamai, <laughs> uh, the language that they speak in Cambodia. Oh wow! Okay, that's okay. That makes a lot of sense because uh, a lot of Cambodians, I, I believe, in uh, in Lowell, right? Yep, exactly. Okay, all right. Well, that makes a lot of sense right there. Perfect. Now, uh, how did you come up with these questions? Yeah. Well, the survey has two goals. Um, one is to do a health risk assessment, um, which the folks at BU are really um, are really heading. And the idea of that is to compare re this recreation information that we'll get from the survey with water quality information to understand if and how much of a risk there might be associated with doing these activities in the river um, when we know at times the river has high bacteria concentrations in it. Um, the other goal of the survey is just to better understand recreational access. So who has access to use the river for recreation and who doesn't? And how can we at the Watershed Council do a better job to make the river available to other people? If it's lack of knowing where to go, you know, could that be a recreational guide? If it's not enough boat ramps or, you know, not enough signage or not enough programming, like we lead kayak trips um, throughout the summer and, and maybe that's something we could do more of to make that accessible to more people. Now, have you been uh, keeping a, a running total on the responses that you've gotten so far? Yeah, so far we have close to 500 responses, which we're really excited about. But um, we know there's more than 500 people who live in the Merrimack Valley, so we're always looking for more. <laughs> yeah, I think there might be a couple more <laughs> than, than 500. <laughs> Son of a gun. Now, um, so I know that uh, from talking with other folks from the Merrimack uh, River Watershed Council, you know, big focus on the uh, CSOs, combined sewage overflows. So is that primarily what you're looking at as far as uh, 
how it has an effect on recreational aspects, uses of the river? Yep. Yeah, we're we're definitely looking at bacteria concentrations in the river after CSO events as well as background concentrations. And, you know, we know that um, the river is a great recreational asset. It's a great asset to our communities, um, but it, it can potentially pose a risk. But how much of a risk is still not entirely well understood. Um, and so we want to better understand that and kind of close the, the gap in the knowledge around that. Is this, you know, how much of a risk is it and when is it a risk? And if, um, you know, you're not recreating in the river right after a combined sewer overflow rent, is there any risk at all? And that's why you have your friends at Boston University School of Health, right? Exactly. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, now uh, let me ask another question about the, the CSOs. Say you, you get a heavy rainstorm, and I can't remember the last time we had a real heavy rainstorm. How long does it last? How long does the effect of that last on CSOs? Yeah, it's a complicated question. Um, the standard answer is to stay out of the water, or, or the guidance is to stay out of the water for 48 hours after a, a CSO event. Um, but, you know, the river is one flowing, moving system. So if there's a CSO in Lowell or Lawrence, you know, that moves downstream. And that's affected by a lot of factors, such as how fast the river is moving, the temperature of the water, the temperature of the air, how much um, volume of the CSO was discharged into the river. Um, there are a whole bunch of factors that determine, you know, where that plume moves. Um, and how fast it moves downstream and if it dissipates or um, dies off before it reaches downstream communities. So the rule of thumb is 48 hours, but we're doing a lot of work to better understand, you know, exactly how that bacteria moves downstream um, and how it may affect downstream communities. So what happens on a like a rainstorm that we have now where it's not heavy, but it's been consistent yeah i um i haven't received any notifications yet today about cso's so the five wastewater treatment facilities along the merrimack that do um discharge cso's into the river have ways where you can be notified if a cso is occurring um and so we at the watershed council monitor those notifications pretty closely and I haven't yet seen anything today, um, so it doesn't seem that there's been a CSO yet, but um, but there may still be one. Now you mentioned uh, you know, the the stream and the flow of the river, and you mentioned the uh, the temperature that has an effect on uh, on how fast the river can clean itself out. Yep, yeah, it's definitely. Um, Many complex relationships kind of determine how that bacteria lives or dies or moves out into the ocean. Um, and so you can imagine if the river is moving pretty fast, um, like in the springtime when we've had a lot of rain, <clears throat> it flushes out pretty quickly. Uh, in the summertime when the, when the flows are moving a lot slower, it will move slower. But that also actually gives more time for the bacteria to die off or even just settle out um, to the bottom of the river. So there are many factors and, and no CSO is, you know, no two CSOs are the same or no two rainstorms are exactly the same. So it's, um, it's tricky to kind of unravel all these different relationships and, and find ways to predict 
what concentrations are high and where. Um, but our water quality monitoring program aims to collect a whole bunch of data so that then we can analyze it and, and hopefully better understand these relationships. Now, as you are tracking these CSOs, do you use uh, things like I don't know, infrared cameras or anything like that? We don't. Um, so we we rely on the um, the notification systems that the wastewater treatment facilities um, send out when a CSO is happening, and they do. Um, a lot of them do have some pretty sophisticated systems of, you know, determining in real time when water is going out that pipe, the, the um, discharge pipe, into the river rather than going to the wastewater treatment plant. Um, so we rely on their systems and their notification systems to let us know. All right. We're talking with Susie Bresney from the Merrimack River Watershed Council. And Susie, what's your role at the office? Yeah, I'm the Massachusetts Water Resources Program Manager, so I oversee um, a lot of the, the programming that we do out of the Massachusetts office. All right, okay. Anything else you'd like to add, uh, you know, uh, to encourage more people to fill out the uh, the form online? Yeah, I'd just like to say please visit our website, merrimack.org slash survey, and you'll find the survey there. And like I said, it's in four different languages, um, so we encourage folks to take it in whatever language feels best for you um, and we'll be posting results of the survey on that same website after we analyze the data and again we'll be using this data to you know help you to help you understand you know what risks are associated with recreating in the river but also hopefully help everybody have better access to um, to recreation and then we can use it as leverage as well to work towards more solutions to cleaning up the river, which is, of course, our, our main goal. Um, and I just wanted to um, give a note to our team. So we're working with folks at the BU School of Public Health, Beth Haley, Wendy Heiger-Bernays, and Molly Schreiner. And then at MRWC, it's myself and Jose Tapia who have been working on this survey. Wow, that's a, a lot of folks. So, uh, yeah. uh, of course, it's a big <laughs> river, a too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's right, yep. Sounds like you do have a good team right there. All right. Well, Ed, uh, now the uh, the results we're looking for sometime next month, December maybe? Um, probably next time uh, or early next year, I would say. Keep an eye out, January, February. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. All right. Well, Ed, uh, Susan, I want to thank you for joining us uh, this morning on WHAV, learning a lot about the Merrimack River. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, you bet. Susie Bresney from the Merrimack River Watershed Council, our guest this morning, here on The Wave, 97.9 WHAV. Wake up with Wayne Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. Catch the wave. WHAV.